It's amazing the things you think about when you walk up here. This morning I walked up here and I was like, oh my God, I forgot my name tag. <laughs> I'm chairman of hospitality, so that wasn't too cool. You know, this morning I was going to start off with a prayer and ask for God's blessing on the homily. I've started with a prayer when I've preached homilies before, before sharing my life and my journey with Jesus Christ. I think a prayer like that is more for me, though, than the homily. It settles me down, centers me a little bit, helps me shake off the jitters. This morning, as I read my notes, I was feeling pretty okay, so... Um, you know, no jittery, no nervousness. So I'm not going to start with a prayer this morning. I prayed God's blessings in preparation. Plus, I suspect some of you, namely maybe the first three rows here, are praying right now like, please, Lord, keep this short. <laughs> I tried, but it's not as short as I wanted it to be. So here we go. Um, good morning, everybody. Whitney uh, touched base with me on Monday and asked if I would preach the homily this morning. When asked, Whitney noted that it was Ascension Sunday, that we would be recognizing our new confirmed youth and parishioners and received. Jeff Gabella was with us this morning and he, read, he was received yesterday and he read, he was the lector this, this morning for the 8 o'clock that Luke was the author of our gospel lesson this morning, and that Luke also wrote Acts of the Apostles, which was the beginning of our first reading that we uh, heard this morning. I remember my initial thoughts to Whitney's request. I don't really want to do this. I don't think I have enough time to prepare. I am way too busy. I, 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 and on it went. When Re Whitney reached out to me, she reassured me that if I was not inspired to write this, I could let her know by Saturday morning, and she would let me off the hook. So how is it that I stand before you this morning after all those I can'ts, I don'ts, I won'ts, well, I called Whitney on Saturday morning and I told her I was not inspired. <laughs> and she informed me she was only kidding about that part of the deal. <laughs> you think I need a prayer now? <laughs> so listen, um, one of the things I'd like you to do while I'm sharing this morning um, about what I believe Christ calls us, calls me to do in my life is um, think about why you're here. Think about what St. Stephen's means to you. Think about what your journey with our Lord Jesus means to you. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about me because some of you may know me, but some of you may not know me that well. So let me just tell you a little bit about where I'm at in my life right now. I've come to realize over the past couple of decades that God has never failed me. Never. God, despite all my human instincts, 
despite my human nature to control the perfect outcome, God has never failed me. I've learned that if I am willing, God's grace, free for the taking, has never let me down. But I do have to let God in. I believe today that the will of God will not take me where the grace of God will not keep me. If I'm willing to do the work that God asks me, frankly, requires me to do, and I have, with God's help, promised to do that work. I have to admit that I am inherently likely to take the easier, softer way. That given a choice between relaxing and doing the work, I will most likely choose relaxing. I am easily distracted from God's call to me. I'm basically spiritually lazy. But I'm also reminded that I am in covenant with God. A covenant that I received in baptism and reaffirmed when I was confirmed. Let me outline to you a little bit of what spiritual laziness looks like. So despite the fact that I'm lazy, I do find that I am able to do a little of what God asks me to do every day. The first thing I do in the morning when I get up is to get on my knees and I pray for God's will in my life. And the last thing I do in the evening is to pray thanksgiving for God's grace. I do this daily. I am a daily prayer. I read something spiritual that slows me down to reflect God's will for me every day. Every day I speak to like-hearted, like-minded people who desire to walk God's walk. Every day I make an effort to touch the life of someone who is in need. Every day I do my best to put God at the center of my life, take me out of the center, and walk the spiritual journey that God lives before me. Every day I try to embrace my spiritual journey with passion, with joy, with patience, with tolerance, and love and understanding. I try every day. Now for the record, there are 1,440 minutes in every day. Routinely, I give God about 48 of those minutes, leaving 1,392 minutes for me. It doesn't seem like a lot. I don't feel like I'm doing a lot. I feel like I could do a lot more. It feels a bit lazy to me. So this is my daily discipline. And there are days when I'm able to keep God in the center of my life. And there are days that I fail. But every day, I try to hear God's call, God's call from me in the world. And I try and manifest God's call for me in my daily life. Enough about me. Let's see what God's calling us to do this morning. So liturgically, we're in the middle of three very exciting weeks, in my opinion. 
In our readings and lessons over the past two weeks, we find Jesus, the risen Lord, preparing the apostles to receive the Holy Spirit. Next week is Pentecost Sunday. This preparation is really important stuff, so let's reflect this morning on what's happening, especially this morning that we have the newly confirmed and received members among us. These renewed brothers and sisters in Christ, our Christian family, have just invited the Holy Spirit into their lives. They reaffirmed their baptismal covenant with God. And let's not forget, we promised them that we had their backs while they were preparing that, to make that very important Christian decision, that important decision of faith. We promised them that we would nurture them through this process and be waiting for them as they continued to walk their spiritual journey. We promised them that with God's help, we would show them the way. We did this when we stood up for them at their baptism. We as Christians made this promise to them. So how's that working out for you? How's that working out for me? So last week in John's Gospel, Jesus tells the apostles, you are my friends. I do not call you my servants any longer. No one has a greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. He says, I chose you, and I made known to you everything that I have heard from my Father. Everything that I have heard from my Father. Friendship, an intimate relationship through Jesus with the Father. The risen Lord is telling them, you are not alone in this journey. I am always with you. Are you catching this? Think back to the first week of April. Christ is in the Garden of Gethsemane. He's pleading with his Father to make this event past, his crucifixion, his physical death. But he knows he has to die to save mankind from its sins. But equally important, he has to give his life for his friends. He lays down his life for them. He lays down his life for us, his friends. A friendship available through God's grace for all of us, if we choose God's grace. And I believe in my heart we need to be willing to make that choice every day. And that willingness is the key to keep God's grace. I believe God's grace is free, but keeping it requires willingness. This week, Luke reminds us in his gospel and epistle that the Holy Spirit is coming. Jesus has been appearing to the apostles and telling them about the kingdom of God, the promise of eternal life. He has been reminding them that this is not the end of the journey, but the beginning. This is not the end of the journey, it's the beginning. He reminded them he gave his life so that repentance 
and forgiveness of sins be proclaimed by them. He's been reassuring them that they would have the power to show people how to love, be compassionate, show tolerance, embrace understanding, and the power to share with people the good news. The good news of salvation, love, and forgiveness, freely given to us through baptism, and again through our recommitment and confirmation, and again through our intimacy with Christ in communion at the altar rail. The gifts of God for the people of God, for you and for me. Oh yeah, and then this cloud appears and a couple of hippie-looking dudes appear, Moses and Elijah, Jesus rises up in the air with these two cats and says, check you all later, my brothers and sisters. And he leaves and ascends to his father. What? What a cool dude. Fear not, um, Jesus fulfills his promise to the apostles with the Holy Spirit next week. So if you want to know more about that, come on back next week. We'll be talking about the Holy Spirit. Okay, Clavana, so what do I do with this stuff you laid out for us to consider? How do I take these lessons and apply them in my daily life? For me, and I don't know for you, but isn't that the challenge to take God's teachings into our daily living, please consider the following. And, and, and again, this is me talking based on my experiences. So I'm not the be all to end all, but these are my experiences. Jesus had an intimate relationship with his friends. He desires an intimate relationship with us. But he also, also desires that we have an intimate relationship with each other through his love for us. Look at the two great commandments. We're reminded of them every Sunday if we're here, if we look up at the tablet on your left, love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul. And it does say, and your mind. Keep, in, keep, keep focused, the mind is number three. For your mind, I'll get back to that later. And love your neighbor as yourself. The two great commandments. Put God in the center of your life and treat others the way you want to be treated. If you're looking for tools to walk a spiritual journey, a passionate spiritual journey, the same passionate spirituality that was revealed to us in our recent Natural Church Development Survey, these are the first pair of tools for your toolbox. Love God. Put God in the center of your life. Love your neighbor. That's the beginning of a spiritual life. So do you want to know how to do this? You ready? I don't have a clue. So spirituality means different things for, for folks. Everybody approaches spirituality differently. So there's a lot I don't know about how to walk a spiritual journey. But there are some things that I do know. Here's what I do know. It takes work. It takes effort. It takes discipline. You cannot get spirituality through osmosis. Not only does it take work and discipline, 
It takes failure and starting over and trying again and again and again. Just don't quit. A spiritual life, a spiritual journey is not perfect. It's not a straight line. It's not perfect for me because I'm riddled with the human condition. My human nature is my laziness. That's why the work is hard. My spiritual life is embattled with my human condition constantly. Here's what else I know. If I'm not willing to try, nothing will change. If I'm not willing, God's grace can, for me, and usually does, slip away. And that's why I believe willingness in this journey is so important. Another friendly reminder to consider, we already made the choice to walk this journey. A choice made for us in baptism and reaffirmed by us in confirmation. We chose God. We chose the Holy Spirit. We chose the teachings of Jesus. More importantly, God chose us in the same way that Jesus chose his his apostles. He chose us to be a power of example, to be that power in this most confusing world, a world that does not play by the same rules. This fragile world needs us, needs our power of example, needs Christ's teaching. Here's the hope. And I'll preface this that there's there's gonna be a little sense of urgency here little sense of urgency. But here's the hope. If you're willing, you can start today. You can try again today if you're not already doing something. You can have and invite the intimacy of God's love back into your life today. And if you're like me, it doesn't make a difference how many times you failed. God's free grace, God's intimate love, is yours for the taking today. If you desire this friendship, this passionate spirituality, this journey, I'll offer a few suggestions that you can begin today. Again, if you're not already doing something, here's some suggestions. Pray daily. Invite God's will into your life every day. It takes me about two to three minutes Meditation. Read something that separates you from you that will help keep God in the center of your life. It takes two to five minutes. Help someone in need. People out there need us. It doesn't have to be anything spectacular. Let someone in a rush go ahead of you at the grocery line or go first at the stop sign. You can sprinkle the seeds of spirituality in the most unlikely places. People notice when others care for them. Slow down. Other people matter. And here's something simple you can do today. If you're a godparent, pick up the phone or write a note to your godchild. 
And if you've been baptized, pick up the phone or write a note to your godparent today. Tell them that you love them. And if, they're, if they've passed, write the note anyway. Finally, God's love is beyond understanding. So think with your heart, not with your head. Give your head the day off every once in a while. Remember, mind is number three. God's infinite love and forgiveness is limitless, but we need to invite him into our lives and keep him in the center. God's grace is free for the taking, but we need to ask for it in daily prayer and meditation. Now here's the catch. We need each other to walk this walk. Jesus doesn't want us to do this alone. My brothers and sisters in Christ, I know that St. Stephen's is a special place for all of us. It's a special place for me. I was married here, we baptized our boys here, and people tell me I should be looking for a place in the crypt downstairs for when I go. So it means a lot for me. What does it mean for you? Jesus wants us to walk this spiritual journey together. And the journey, the journey, my friend, is incredible. Incredible. So, will you walk with me? Let us pray. Dear Lord, we pray for the gift of willingness, for your orderly direction, for your compassion, your kindness, your love, your understanding. Show us the way, Lord, in our daily life, how to invite you into that life and manifest your love to others. Teach us to be godlike. Teach us to see those God moments. I pray this in your name, Lord. And I'm always mindful for your will for me. Amen.